Looking for a verbal hand job? Yes, 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 yes. Release your frustrations and listen to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. <laughs> Renegade Nation, Renegade Talk in Las Vegas, where we don't sugarcoat. Shiyan. As you say it, Richie and Sammy here. We have Carl Higby from Fox News. Hey, Carl. Hi, Carl. How you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? And I'm much. Uh, thank you for being on. We're going to be talking about uh, what happened last night in the uh, debates between the two VP candidates. Uh, I didn't see all of it, but from what I heard, <laughs> he was he was a real pain in the ass, this uh, Kane. So, Carl, what about all this shit with Kane? What's going on here? Well, I, you know, look, I, I think Kane came across as a petulant child. I mean, he interrupted was it yes. seventy two times by certain people's count, and you know, I think Mike Pence crushed it. I mean, he was calm, he was cool, he was collective. I was honestly waiting for him to turn around and be like, "Will you shut up?" But he never did it. Yeah, he was interrupting quite a bit. I think that that was the goal. That was the goal to disrupt. And the funny thing is, is, is Kane made the case very plainly. He was like, look, we are less safe than we were eight years ago. Um, you're going to raise taxes. I'm going to lower taxes. My candidate has made jobs. Your candidate has worked in public service her entire life. Like, I mean, he drew stark contrast between the two of them. And he, and he didn't say my way is better. He said my way has created this historical record. Your way has created this historical record. You choose. Carl, he also said Americans do not have any right to stop Islamic immigration into the United States, the Democratic vice presidential candidate. He said that on Tuesday night. I who, gives him the, who gives him the right to say that? Uh, you know, the thing is, is like there was so much stuff in that debate where Kane, I, I don't know if they were in the same room at certain points or what, because, you know, <laughs> it was like sentence to sentence. You know, Tim Kaine said something to Pence who's like, well, you know, you want to do this? He goes, no, I don't. And he's like, well, you know, you said that this. He's like, no, I didn't. And then he's, he's like, well, you're refusing to do this. He's like, I just did. Like, I just said that. And it was like he wasn't even listening. He had such prepared talking points that he was he was just there to disrupt and maim. And he knows he can't stack up to somebody as intelligent as Mike Pence. And he got crushed. Yeah, he did. And and, and one of my things I, I when I was watching this and the first thought that I ever had was, you remember in Sweden, because Sweden is actually going under because they've got all the uh the immigrants from Iraq and Afghanistan, all these people. And they're big. Well, it's mostly Syria and their rape yeah. has gone up 5,500%. Yes. I was just going to tell you the crime rate has skyrocketed. So you want to yeah. tell me that we don't have the right to refuse these people that are, they, they have Sharia law and they have all this stuff in their mind and you want to bring them into our country to hurt people. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, well, the issue is I was actually, you know, I had I had brunch with uh, Donald Trump on Monday and um, I was talking Lucky. to some people down. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was talking to some people down there and, and Donald Jr. had tweeted out a while back this bowl of Skittles and scenario. And <laughs> I was you guys are familiar with that. Right? I, I yes. The Skittle thing. <laughs> OK, so, so for, for your listeners out there, basically Donald Trump Jr. And this has been going around a while, but he was he just recently tweeted. He said, if I had a bowl of Skittles and you knew that three of them were deadly and poisonous, would you take a handful? And it's a very simple question. <laughs> and did, it was great. They went, the left went after him big time on that. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, big league. And but the big thing, league. the fact of the matter is, is I, I, you know, I was on Fox and I was on CNN and I asked, um, I was one of the people on CNN who just absolutely lost their mind. And I said, but would you take a handful? And they're like, oh my God, you're racist. And this is, I said, <laughs> I said fine. Let's let's say you're right about all that. Fine, whatever. Would you take a handful? They're like, oh, that's just such a bigoted comment. I said, answer the damn question. And the fact is, they don't want to yeah. say no, they wouldn't. 
Right. Hey, Carl, why is that? Why, it's why, a loaded question. Yeah, it's a lo- I mean, I, I would say no to that. I I, I mean, I'm not going to take right. a, a handful of Skittles knowing that three of them might kill me or one of them might kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the analogy is great. to the left on this one, though. The, the left, the very simple response the left could say is, well, there's a difference between human life and Skittles. That is their only defense. Okay? But yeah. they don't even say that. And I, I just don't understand it. They, 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 they believe in the sanctity of human life in the sense of refugee crisis, but they, they think abortion is, is perfectly okay. I, I don't understand their logic. I don't, there I is no never, logic. I have never understood their logic. And last night, Renegade Nation, quote, this is what he said, Hillary and I will do immigration enforcement and will vet refugees based on whether they're dangerous or not. That's what <laughs> Kane said at the Virginia vice presidential debate. Now we that won't, worked. now listen, we won't do it based on discriminating against you from the country you come from or the religion that you practice, he oh said, in a reference to Donald Trump's broad opposition to Islamic immigration. Have you noticed now they're trying to support the uh, Constitution? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. The thing is, these people are not American citizens. They're exactly. not in, they don't have the rights protected by the Constitution. Exactly. And I, you know, I, for the life of me, I just can't understand this. You know, he sat there. And the funny thing was, is he could not articulate a single accomplishment of Hillary Clinton except for the Iranian deal, which by no means is an accomplishment. You gave a state sponsor of terror $150 billion. You have not stopped any nuclear weapons. And right. yet you're going to tout that as an accomplishment? That's the only quantifiable thing that he could point to. And, and you know, the the first debate that or that they had, I've actually been talking to people lately, and I, I wanted to get your idea on it. You know, a lot of people, Americans, don't realize what it costs to, to be in business. Um, and what I mean by that is, because they're, they're talking about how they didn't do the taxes. Yeah, well, the, the, Pence asked the question, of course, Kane didn't answer. He goes, do you take deductions? Of course you do. Like, the day you don't take a deduction for your taxes, look, like my house in Virginia is $125,000 less than what I purchased it for. My mortgage is barely break even right now, and I continue to pay. But guess what? When I sell that house, you better be damn sure I'm going to take that deduction. Well, Carl, you have to understand this, that the laws are set up to take advantage of the loopholes that Congress enacted a long time ago. So right. Donald Trump didn't do anything wrong. American no. business, and everybody does this, but they're picking on this that he didn't right. pay federal taxes in 95. My question, Carl, to you is, how in the hell did the New York Times get that information from the IRS or from the Trump campaign into the New York Times? How the hell do you walk into the New York Times and go into the employee area where right. the reporters are, where they have their little mailboxes, and put that that envelope in there with all of that tax information, and then the reporter from the New York Times picks it up, and then the return address says, came from Trump Tower. Return to sender. Return to, who, <laughs> how does that work? Can you explain that to me, or is this a, yeah. a trumped up charge, no pun intended? No, you know what it is. It, Trump is not releasing his tax returns probably because he has paid zero in taxes. But guess what? The guy has created tens of thousands, thousands of, jobs. of jobs. Every one of those people pay taxes. Those taxes, they, get, they go to pay for handouts that Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton is giving out, that Barack exactly. Obama is giving out. They go to pay college tuitions, which Hillary thinks are free. They go to pay, you know, uh, mortgages and, and they get dumped back into the economy and create more jobs for people. And it, it's crazy to sit there because Hillary says, well, Trump used a tax loophole that, you know, benefits wealthy developers, whatever. Yeah. She has no idea because she's never developed anything in her life. But the question is, did he break the law? No. No. So, you know, she sits there and says, like, well, the law is unfair. 
Well, guess what? You were in the Senate for eight years. Why don't you? Did you try to change this? No, of course not. You didn't because your donors who were look you were looking after gave the same thing. By the way, guess who was one of your donors? Donald Trump. And you wanted yep. to appease him. And, and, and you know, the, there's a, a there was this Facebook thing that was going out and it was viral. And it was this I can't remember his name now, but this guy was getting petitions, having people sign this for um, Hillary Clinton saying she's going to change the Bill of Rights. Did you see that? Did you? Yeah. Uh, Good luck. I know. Well, what was it? It was a joke. It was a hoax. He wanted to see how stupid that our American people have become. And they didn't even know what the damn Bill of Rights was. No, my question is, Carl, why is it that Clinton isn't uh, uh, giving out the tax information on the Clinton Foundation? Or is that privately? How's that work with the foundations? The funny thing is every single 501c3 files a 990 or an I-9. I-9. And it's supposed to be public knowledge. Like You can go Google it. You can't find the Clinton Foundation. And is it any wonder that anything about Hillary is always buried under 12 layers of BS? And, you know, if I were to do that, if I had a 501c3, I did have a 501c3. And it was like if, if I missed a filing date by a day, the IRS was six feet up my rear. That's exactly right. They always yeah. are. As soon as you owe them money, they're right there. Well, how come they're not going after the Clintons? How come they're not? They're going after. It seems like they're all down on Trump, but not, nobody's going after Hillary Clinton's tax returns. Or has, has she released tax returns? Or yeah, she, she, they're, they're remarkably, in, you know, insignificant. Oh, I mean, everybody, that's right. everybody knows because everybody published. You know, she's been doing these Wall Street speaking. But here's the thing: is like you find out that you, and also those uh, tax returns were business tax returns. They were not personal tax returns. Right. So yeah, you know. Like I don't understand why they're they're going off on this so much because what does it matter? What does it matter if he's paid zero in taxes? He's built a multi-billion-dollar business and he's been audited every single year for the last twenty-two years or so. And guess what? They never find any wrongdoing. They never find anything. Yeah, that's amazing. But the American people don't see that. That that's what's upsetting the uh, hell out of me is because they're not seeing that. Carl, they're yeah. seeing what the they're seeing what this crazy and sorry I'm saying this because I know you're kind of I'm they're seeing what this crazy bitch is saying all the time and it really <laughs> irritates the hell out of me. That's because they own the media and they can get this out all well, over the place and the alternative media sticks up for and, Trump. And, and why and wasn't that shit taken care of when that guy was attacking Trump and not staying in media, uh, the mediator? That's what I don't understand. Do you understand that, well, Carl? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing is Pence, the, I have very little criticism for Pence. Very little. But right. one criticism I do have is to call out the moderator. I would have said, yes. And, and, and you've done it very politely. Be like, excuse me, you've interrupted me on X amount of occasions telling me that my time is up or to stop over, talking over uh, Kane. Now, would you please stop him from talking over me and leave it at that? There and, you go. You know what? She's not going to change, but the American people saw it. The other thing is the religious liberty question. Now, that was a completely bullshit loaded question at the very end (laughs) because they they wanted people to see that as the last question because Mm -hmm. they wanted them to remember that. Yes. And if I was Kane, if I was Pence, I would have answered that very differently. I would have said, you know what? My religious beliefs are personal between me and God. My governing is between me and my constituents, and I choose to keep it that way under separation of church and state. 
um, through the Danbury, you know, Thomas Jefferson's letter to the Danbury Baptist. And I believe in that principle because I believe in Thomas Jefferson. I believe what he founded because he wrote the Declaration of Independence. Okay, Renegade Nation, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about the voting and dead people that are voting, supposedly, allegedly. And this happened back in the 2012 Renegade Nation. When we we come back from the break, I want to talk about this. In 2012, in 55 wards in Philadelphia, uh, when they counted the votes, nobody voted for Romney. (laughs) <laughs> Sean Hannity actually talked about it too on Fox. Nobody voted for Romney. Everybody voted for Obama. So I want to get into, uh, has Hillary captured the Chicago cemetery vote or the cemetery vote around the country? And we're going to get into that with Carl Higby from Fox News. This is Richie and Sammy. You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio and we'll be right back. Do you want to launch your dream business and avoid a nightmare? Starting and growing a business can be risky. Learn from serial entrepreneur Heather Havenwood. Join her weekly on Renegade Talk Radio with her show, The Win. How to win as an entrepreneur. Business ownership can be a dream or a nightmare. Avoid the pitfalls from a veteran entrepreneur, Heather Havenwood, from bankruptcy to financial freedom. Join Heather Weekly on The Win here on Renegade Nation. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Okay, Renegade Nation, we're back live in Las Vegas with Richie and Sammy the Sausage Man with Carl Higby, Fox News. Our Yo. boy Carl. You can see him on Fox and Friends and all over the place talking about the election, talking about the primary, uh, t- talking about everything yeah. that's yeah. going on. I love that when I saw him um, go battling Megan. <laughs> yeah, it's funny with Megan Kelly. Anyway, so uh, the third debate is going to be here in uh, on October 19th right. in Las Vegas, and I'm finally going to meet Carl Higby for the first time. Yes, we're happy. Isn't that exciting, Renegade Nation? Me and Carl will finally see each other face-to-face. You know what he's been I, doing, right? I've known, Rich, I've known you for, like, what, five years now? Five years. Yeah, but we know what you've been doing. You You've been hiding. You have been yeah. using your stealthy training, and you've been keeping an eye on us. And we haven't seen you. So guess I what? Just stay the hell out of Vegas. You are not hiding anymore. <laughs> anyway, so Renegade, Renegade Nation, I'm finally going to meet Carl Higby. It's going to be a blast on October 19th. Where I'm really looking forward to it, Carl. It's like it's we know great. him, isn't it? Yeah, we've known each other five years. I've only known him what a few months. A few months. Well, you're going to get to meet him. You'll meet him a lot, for, you know, faster. Than yeah. That. yeah. So uh, we're back. Uh, we're talking about the the election, and I wanted to just touch base a little bit, Renegade Nation, about the dead vote. <laughs> well, hey, you know, every vote counts. Every vote counts. Every how, vote counts. How, how, Carl how, and Sammy, how do they how do they do this by getting... How do they register How, how do they register dead people? <laughs> I mean, can you explain to me how that works? I, well, I don't know, actually. You know, my grandfather, lifelong Republican, he died at the age of 88. He voted Republican for 88 years, and every year after, he's voted Democrat. It's so weird. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I wonder how they do that magic running gay nation. You oh, die and God. then you're, how about people that died that never voted? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so they come back voting. Well, here's, uh, here's, here's how exactly how they do it. New Hampshire's having a, a big thing about it. And there's this guy, Ed Nail, you should get him on your show. He runs a show out of New Hampshire, but he is like the king of finding voter fraud. And he's found a way to do it by sending registered letters to everybody who registers to vote uh, or, you know, official letters that need a signature. So mm-hmm. the, the the way they do it is when you die, let's say, okay, let's say, Rich, you're, you're registered to vote in, in Nevada, I'm assuming. So if you move to New York, you're still registered in Nevada. So yes. what happens is, is um, all you do is find out where that person lives, if they voted in the last five, ten years, and if they haven't, you just say you're them in these non-voting ID states. You know, President Obama won most, if not all, of the states that did not require voter ID. 
So I think Pennsylvania has to be one of them, Renegade Nation and Carl, because uh, when they did the count and the 55 words Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia that I mentioned earlier, everybody that they Mm -hmm. looked at voted for Obama. Nobody voted for Romney in 55 words. That's a lot of people in Philly. Well, and you know what? I've told a lot of people that I know, they said, oh, I'm not voting for Trump. I don't like Trump. I'm not voting for Hillary because I don't like Hillary. I said, look, you guys got to vote. Either way, you have to vote because if you don't, your vote's still going to count. It just matters. It probably be to the person you don't want it to be. You know what I mean? So is that a true statement? Yeah, well, here's the, here's what the, we need to vote for. And, and people can say, like, well, I don't really like Donald Trump. It's like, fine, whatever. Uh, but do you like your rights? Because fundamentally, yes. Hillary will transform the United States Constitution through uh, putting people on the Supreme Court. You're going to have two, probably three Supreme Court justices need to be replaced in the first four to eight, you know, a four, maybe an eight year term of hers. So. She's gonna and she's gonna put someone on there who's like 35, 40 years old, so they have them for another forty years. Exactly right. So, yeah, I mean, like Sotomayor is, is relatively young in the eyes of a Supreme Court justice, um, and it was all by it was a, it was done by the architect of it. It was it was designed that way. Now, if you're not gonna vote for Donald Trump, if you're a Republican, like I love all these you know these Republican the Bushers and things like that are always like, oh, I'm just not gonna vote. Yes. Or I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton. It's like, you know what? Pull your head out of your ass. And I find it hard to believe they're going to vote against everything they always stood for and believed in. Well, if they're part of the establishment, they don't necessarily believe in it. It was just politically convenient. But (laughs) you're going to sit there and let our country devolve because the Supreme Court, mark my words, Hillary will try to stop things like the Second Amendment. She'll she'll trample on the Fourth Amendment, which will search and seizure. Um, Tenth Amendment rights are going right out the window. I mean. Let's be honest. She's going to globalize it. I think a lot of people really don't understand what's going on here. No. Looking at, looking into the future, <clears throat> Carl. And that's one thing. They're all looking right now. Yes. They're not looking at what's going to happen in, in four, four years. years. Or eight years. Or, or eight years. And I, I remember when Obama was elected, this hope and change thing. And I knew, I oh, knew Jesus. deep down that it was a bad move. And people were swept under with this hope and change thing. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, now Clinton's saying the same exact thing. But, you know, the media coverage ignored the truly frightening things that Clinton said in the debate. And Carl just sent me the National Review thing. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Interesting, you have to go through, Renegade Nation, every paragraph that she said or every line she said to examine what the interpretation of that message was. So Carl, let's get into that a little bit. So so one of the biggest things is, which through the course of this election, look, Hillary Clinton makes things sound really good because she runs them through a a 30-year gauntlet of political experience. And it sounds great. She could, you know, take a crap on stage and she can make it look good, but that's yeah. what she does. I mean, I'm serious. But so here's let's, let's extract, and this is from the National Review article that was written by um, Dennis Prager, who you know knows his stuff. So he says, we, "This is one of Hillary's quotes: We have to make the economy fairer. That starts with raising the national minimum wage and also guarantee, finally, equal pay for women's work. What? I want. I also want to see more companies do profit sharing. If you help create the profits, you should be able to." Sh- Sharing them, not just the executives at the top. So let's break this down for a sec. Make the economy fair. At no point in history, in any country, any dictatorship, right. any any empire, nothing have you ever been able to legislate people into prosperity. It's never happened. No, uh, not even and, in a dictatorship. Right, exactly. So, and she says that starts with raising the minimum wage. All right. So the minimum wage thing. Right now, if you let, let's make the economy a cheeseburger, okay? So or, or jobs cheeseburger. So if you have ten cheeseburgers and nine and nine buyers, one cheeseburger will 
go uneaten. Okay. So if you have 10 cheeseburgers and 11 buyers, those 10 cheeseburgers will go faster and you can charge a premium. The, what I'm saying here to the listeners is if you have more jobs available than workers, you don't need a minimum wage. Right. If the government gets out of the way and allows the economy to boom like it did under Reagan with his mm-hmm. all of his proposals, much of which Trump is trying to put forth, and you will not need a minimum wage because right. companies will compete for workers. The next thing she says is finally, equal pay for women's work. Let's examine the two candidates here. Donald Trump in his company has women paid on average higher than their male counterparts. Okay, so let's let's honestly look at what she said there. In the Clinton Foundation, aside from her daughter who gets an $800,000 a year salary for God knows what, the Holding average the woman pay is lower than the male counterparts. So this is again classic, do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Yep. And, and, and she's she's been telling people that she's she's for women's rights, but she's been she's voted against them every time. Look at her voters. Uh, look at the vote she's right. done. She's been against it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And and but it's a great talking point. So let's go to the next part of this. I want to see more companies do profit sharing. Whoa. The reason companies succeed is because they have somebody who has either out innovated or outworked the rest of the people in their bubble. Okay. Right. Now you look at Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was just smarter than 99.9% of the people. Okay. (laughs) He just was. He was. He was. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can't legislate someone like that to share their profits with an intern who has been told, Hey, Type ones and zeros here. Sign your name there and bring these to the post office. That person didn't help create the innovative company. Right. Steve Jobs is the innovation. He just gave the direction. So they're not companies don't owe their employees profit sharing. If they want to, fine. But again, legislating personal responsibility. Well, it hey, Carl, on that, if, you know, if you help create the profit, you create help, and you should be able to share in them not just the executive. So if you help somebody and you come up with an idea that encompasses the other idea that make it even better than what it is, you should be compensated for that. Now, the intern sitting in the mailroom should not be compensated for that. We call that job security. Yeah, we call that job security though, Rich. Job security, okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm actually Um, with you on that one. Yeah, so um, let's, and then let's let's examine some of the other, and this stuff is truly scary. Let's be sure we have affordable childcare and debt-free college. Hell is debt free college. Yeah, what you is want to give people yeah. free stuff? That's a trillion dollars. How the hell are you going to pay for that? Uh, we're going to pay for it. They're going to make us work harder and longer to pay for this. And why should we pay for it anyway? Um, <clears throat> people should grant some loans to take care of that kind of stuff. We shouldn't be supplying free college to all these people around the country. And they're taking the money from the Social Security to to uh, reinforce that. I agree. And who knows where all this money. And then the veterans are getting screwed out of money because they're being, they want to give a free education or free college education to all these uh, people who basically, a lot of them shouldn't be in college to begin with because no. they're not smart enough to get in. Right. So here's what she went on to say, not immediately afterwards, but in a couple exchanges later, by raising taxes on the wealthy. I think it's time the wealthy and corporations pay their fair share to support this country. Now, I agree. If for those of you out there who don't think the wealthy are paying their fair share, let me educate you. Okay. If you make over $250,000, you look, I'm paying 50% of my revenue is going to taxes, okay? 50, that's just in state and federal income tax. So Mm -hmm. then I go and I go grocery shopping, let's say in the state of New York where the state sales tax is 9% 
Okay. Then you have the little added uh, Obamacare tax when you go out to eat, which is usually, you know, one or two percent. So at the end of the day, all the money I spend, all the money I'm taxed, if you include the property taxes on my house that are thirteen thousand dollars a year, I am you're paying 70 percent. 70% 70% of your income. I heard that the other day, the 60, between mm-hmm. 65 to 70% of the taxes are going to the federal government. My right. question is, Carl, where's all that money going? That's a lot of money. Well, yeah, here's the thing. If you were to straight up confiscate 100% of the wealth of all the people who make over a million dollars in the United States, you would run the country for three months. Here's the problem, okay? You could pay off everyone's college debt right now. If you took, if you confiscated 100% of the wealth of everybody over a million dollars in the United States, you could pay off the trillion dollar student loan crisis. You could pay off, or or not both, or you could pay off three months of running the the federal government. But here's the problem: once you've done that, once you've confiscated their wealth, there's nothing left to tax. And the following and subsequent year, you have no income, you have no revenue because you've taken it all. You, this is the problem. You, you know, I got to tell you, so I'm buying a house too, and I spent over $96,000 on my house. And I can honestly tell you that I've only paid 14000 towards the equity of my house. It's all going in interest. It's but, all in interest, like you're just saying. Yeah. It's that's fucking that's insane. Yeah, and they, they, a lot of people do not understand this. They it's don't very, get it. They don't get it. So under Trump's tax proposal, Renegade Nation, under his plan, he's going to be reducing the taxes from 35% to 15% for companies, small and big business. Now, what that what happens there is they're going to be able to expand, right. and they're, all, they're also going to be able to get more jobs. And yeah. what that does is creates- Stimulates the damn economy. Stimulates the economy, right, Carl? Exactly. Uh, the thing exactly, is, yeah. the government, and, and I love it when they say, we need to invest in this. And Trump hit it out of the park when he said, she said, we need to put up half a billion new solar panels. Trump said, yeah, you tried investing in a company called Solar. <laughs> it worked out great, right? <laughs> you know, but nobody saw that. The problem is no. when they say invest, that means they're going to waste more of your damn money that they just right. steal from you. I mean, it, it's, it's government-sanctioned confiscation of wealth is what taxes right. are. And, you know, I mean, 250 years ago, we fought the Revolutionary War over a 2% tax like any breakfast beverage. And now we're, we're allowing the federal government to take 50% of our taxes or 50% of our revenue? Are you kidding me? Well, the, well, the thing is, I don't think we're allowing it. I think they've actually bulldogged our, themselves into doing that to us. They've, they've frightened, they've dummied down our uh, civilization here. They've dummied us down to the point that people are just scared to death of what's going to happen to them. I think the, the majority of people in this country do not understand the tax they code. They don't understand any of this. It's very complicated. It is. And when Trump says he's going to reduce, it's very simple to me. If you reduce it from 35% what it is currently at running nation do 15% for companies small and big, it's going to be a big job creator. And when you have jobs, people spend money, the economy just blossoms. Yeah. It's it's a really simple concept. And yeah. a lot of people, on the, especially in the left side media, the drive-by media tries to confuse you on these issues. Yes, And, Sammy. and you know, there's another thing that's also, it's happening, and I've heard this many times, I'm pretty sure you've heard this too, Carl, is that people are saying, why am I working my ass off for all of this? And I see all these people, yeah. they're living the way the life needs to be lived. They get the monthly check from the government and they go out and do whatever the fuck they want to do. And he's, I'm not kidding you. I've heard many people say that. Why am I working my ass off and I get little shit and these guys get all this free stuff and we need to stop it. You should not be able to stay on fucking government welfare 
for the rest of your life, you should be able, if you can work, you need to get a damn job. Well, that's a socialist right. way of doing and people, things. Yeah, people, and people are figuring this out. Finally, they're, they're finally. They work for the government because they know it's a, a consistent paycheck, but it's not a consistent no. paycheck. But, but is one, it too once late? It implodes. I mean, let's, let, me, let, me, right let now. me break this down. What's up, Rich? It's imploding right now. Oh, yeah, it totally is. Let's break this down. The U.S. tax revenue is about a little over $2 trillion. It's 2.1 and change. Okay. The federal budget is 3.5 to 3.8 trillion. Okay. So we're spending more. Okay. So every year we add a little over one and a half trillion dollars to our national debt. All right. So that right now our national debt is like 20 trillion dollars okay so the recent budget cuts in the last few years you know remember that sequester that went down oh yeah. yes okay so that saved us a total of 38 billion dollars all right okay. so for people who don't and this is the problem is people don't comprehend a trillion mm-hmm. a billion people don't know what that means so let me break this down take off eight zeros all right we're removing eight zeros from the end of this making it a family income annual family income Twenty-one-thousand-ish dollars, okay? Okay. Money the family spends, going back, three uh, thirty-five to thirty-eight thousand dollars. So the new the debt on your homes, your, your household's credit card is about fifteen plus thousand dollars a year. Yeah. So you've added fifteen thousand dollars a year to your debt. All right. Right. Now, the outstanding balance already on that credit card is $200,000. Remember, because we've removed eight zeros. And you're going to tell me that it's a good thing that your total budget cut so far are $38? That's exactly, <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It is. That's a great way to put That's it, Carl. Right. Thanks for the cheeseburger analogy, too. <laughs> the cheeseburger analogy was good, too. No, no, I mean, he does. He's, he put it in a way where you can actually see the breakdown. and the, But it's like... Do these, is it too late? I mean, is it really too late? Here's the problem is we can survive a Hillary Clinton. We can survive a Barack Obama, but we cannot survive. This country just just cannot survive an electorate dumb enough to keep electing these morons. That's That's the problem. Well, I I think that goes all the way back, all the way back to the 80s and 90s where they have dumbed down uh, people and they have given up. And basically they're caught in this this whirlwind of bullshit and this web of deceit and they don't Mm -hmm. know which way to go. And a lot of talk show hosts and a lot of talk shows and TV especially you know Fox and the rest of them are trying to explain this but they're not just not they're, they're not getting it or they just don't care anymore or they're yeah. fed up or whatever and, and you know and the thing is too it's like I've talked to people that are on both sides of the Trump situation like they're saying you know I like Trump because he talks like us which I agree I agree 120 percent he talks just like us I mean we're all fucking fed up he's talking he's fed up I mean, he yeah. said it even then, you know, even on the, the debate, he said, he, you know, this is, you've had 30 years to do this. You haven't. Right. And they haven't done anything. They just kept on going yeah. and they steamrolled it. And Trump, I, I believe that Trump is going to win this because I think, I think people too. are going to wake up. And then, uh, Carl, the other thing that's really weird, driving around Las Vegas or anywhere I go, I don't see any Trump signs on people's lawns. I don't see any Trump signs on cars or Clintons. I haven't seen Clinton signs. I haven't seen anything. <laughs> I think a lot of people are staying quiet and secretive about this. <laughs> You remember the Not picture? this guy. I have Trump stickers on my car. I have a road sign, you know, out front of my house, and I have a four by six foot Trump flag. 
flag waving on a 30 foot flagpole right underneath my eight by 10 foot American flag. I, I a, a Carl, I have everywhere, get so. everywhere I've been driving. Cause I do that with my business. I'm telling mm-hmm. you right now, I see Hillary stickers everywhere. Every one of them, every one of them are 80 years old. I proved it to Richie. Yeah. I took a picture of a dude with a truck and he said, Hillary's the way to go. I said, it to him. I can't believe it. It's like these people are, are they really that blind? Ask, here's, here's how I've convinced anybody I've ever convinced to not vote for Hillary has been, been this. Why? And they'll tell you, well, she has so much experience. She's so great. And you know, she blah, blah, blah. And she may not be perfect, but she, has the experience I said point to a sink and you're never going to convince somebody by pounding them into the ground with facts make them justify the facts say what like what and and come at it from an angle saying you know I'm, I'm really interested here because maybe I just don't see it but can you explain to me her signature accomplishment don't be combative yeah and they'll and they'll say well you know uh, she's worked with this she's worked with that yeah but what did we get out of it we gave 150 billion back to Iran we right. just gave 1.7 billion in ransom for four of our people. I tell you, if uh, I, if I was president of the United States and Iran took my people, I would say Iran, give us our people. Now, and and and, and if you don't, military option. Now, and then uh, my other question is, and I have a couple of customers who have talked about this. What about NAFTA? What do you think we need to do with NAFTA? Because he well, did Clinton, mention that Clinton called it the the gold standard. Yeah, right. She what did. do you think? So, yeah, in the North American free trade. Um, now, it, it doesn't benefit us at that, all. And that's exactly. the problem is our legislators for the last, especially for the last eight years, have been going around on this, you know, world renowned apology tour saying, you know, I'm sorry for America, that America is, is, is great, you know, blah, blah, blah. Look, the fact of the matter is America is just better than every other country. It is. And if people don't, I mean, look, look, we're 38th in literacy, like, you know, 40th in math and things like that. But the fact of the matter is when a push comes to show, like, we understand that it's better to win world wars than world cups. We put a freaking man on the moon. You want to, if, if anybody out there who thinks that America is not the best country in the world, we represent less than 5% of the global population population yet when it comes to olympic medals america 121 46 or uh, 46 gold china with four to five times our population has like 60 medals or 70 medals i mean this is we are fundamentally better and i'm not going to apologize for it and we shouldn't and we should negotiate our trade deals as if we were better because we are the gold standard yeah Exactly. But the, yeah, and I agree with that. But the thing is, it's I think NAFTA was the worst thing that this country's ever done okay. under Clinton. Uh, I have a question for you, Carl. Who uh, who signed that deal? Which one? NAFTA. Uh, well, that was that was done a while back. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. That was done in the Clinton administration, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yep. That was Renegade Nation. That was done in the late 90s. You yes. have not been educated. That nope. deal, that deal was struck down. It was done and signed <laughs> by Mr. Bill Clinton. And they thought that was the, the, the gold the standard. And everything, <laughs> everything's going to be good. Well, guess what? There's a lot of people who made a lot of money off that deal. And no, now no. all of a sudden we're starting to find out that that deal was a bad deal. Mm-hmm. And Trump wants to change that deal and renegotiate these deals. What did Hillary say? 
And what did she say? You remember what Hillary said about the Nath? Oh, that was under my head. And then she said it was not a good deal. And then she backslashed again and said it was a good deal. She doesn't know what kind of a deal it is. You remember she, that, she know, Carl? Yeah, she doesn't know, she doesn't yeah. know, she doesn't know well, what the how, deal is. How about the fact that Hillary Clinton has, has berated Donald Trump for wanting to build a wall? But if you look back as early as 2001, or as late as 2001, she was for a what she called a fiscal border, some places a wall. And yep. Um, drones patrolling. So she was for all this stuff. You know, like Hillary Clinton, you know, under, with her, when she was first lady, was pretty Reagan esque when it came to her views. She just said them as if she was a progressive. And how now? How do we get the? I mean, how do you get the people to see all this crap? I mean, she she keeps backwashing. She, she keeps backing yeah. up like a crawdad. One minute she says this, and then when someone calls her on it, what does she say? She back cries. She, you know what I mean? Flip-flops. I mean, it's the same thing with the basket of deplorables comments. You're deplorable. We're deplorable. But people need to wake up and say, they called me a deplorable. They called me a name. Yes. She called me a name. And then the other day, she said something right. about uh, the uh, the people living in the basement. What was that a quote, Carl? Can you can you kind of like, it was something where- Oh, the, yeah. She said, you know, all these Bernie people are living in their parents' basement. Well, the reason they're living yeah. in their parents' basement is because of the structure that these, money. Put, these people have put together. They, they don't have, there's no jobs. And that's the reason they're living in their parents' basement. Yes. When she says these things, you got to look at it and go, yeah, they're living in the basement, not because they're lazy, because there's no jobs. Yeah. And so yeah. when Trump was uh, going around the country, going through Ohio and Indiana and Michigan, he's seeing all this destruction. I, he's seeing all yeah. the jobs are gone. I, the towns are dried yeah. up. He's seen it. But you have not seen it, Renegade Nation. Yeah. You haven't been on the street. You haven't been in these towns and cities. Yes, I'm Andy. actually going to take a trip here next month or next year, and I'm going to take pictures of the towns that I went through. And I'm telling you, Carl... Um, Trump is correct. I went through quite a few towns that they were dead. And I, the only life I ever saw was a dog running. I swear to God, it was like I was in the Midwest or in the old Western days when they had the little tumbleweeds rolling down. There was nobody, nobody in the there. streets. Yeah. There was uh, there was nothing. Everything was dead. And I couldn't believe well, yeah, it. You don't got to tell me, man, because I, I, my, my family was in the auto industry in, in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I, I've gone back there a few times recently, and it's a it's a dead zone. It's I mean, it looks like, dead. like the Walking Dead. And see, Renegade Nation, this is what Trump is trying to get through to you. When you travel yes. across the country and you look at these uh, these cities that have been demolished by the jobs leaving, these manufacturing plants yeah. going overseas, this yep. is what he's trying to tell you. We need to bring the jobs back. Everybody will yep. start working again. The economy will get stronger, yep. and you'll be happier. And we won't have this divide and conquer thing that's been no. going on for six, six seven years now which we have been talking about for a long period of time. We've had eight years of democratic rule that has destroyed this freaking country. I don't care how you want to look at it. It's destroyed it. Yeah, and you have the EPA regulating dust. Now, if you're a sawmill, guess what you produce? Freaking dust. Yeah, you produce dust. EPA. You know, the EPA is a joke. That's the thing is like the EPA, the IRS, these people have overreaching power, yet the EPA can go and pollute a a river in Colorado with zero consequence. And look at Flint, Michigan, for God's sakes. Okay, on that yeah. note, uh, Renegade Nation, one more question to Carl. What do you think of this uh, Venezuela Miss Universe uh, bullshit today? The left the left, me- the left, <laughs> left-wing media went fucking crazy I on know. this and made Trump out to be this ugly person that basically this girl was, a, from what I heard and what I read, was a pretty uh, bad person to the point that he needed her to, when, he, when, when she signed that contract, she had to stay in a certain amount of weight. And most people don't know this. Renegade Nation, when you sign a deal like that and you're in the Miss Universe contest and you win the Miss Universe contest, you have to stay in shape because you're traveling yeah. and you're promoting the Miss Universe contest yes. for the following year. It's a business. 
Yeah, so it is it is contractually obligated it's a contractual and it's been upheld by the court. Right. So I don't so, go ahead, Carl, I'm sorry. And Trump still let her keep her title. He he was like, you know what? Let her get back. He put her on some celebrity workout program where he funded it, paid for it, you know, encouraged her, then he came down. She was so so happy to be a part of his group then. But now, I mean, first off, Hillary Clinton has had like any number of scandals from emails to Benghazi to I mean, this is the woman that wants to take 30 round magazines from her own people but sells F-16s to the Muslim Brotherhood. You know, this is the woman who is sitting there saying that, well, forget all that. We should be talking about what the possibility that Trump may have called some woman fat two decades ago. Well, if you want to go back two decades, oh, let's go back two decades. She was fat. Destroying (laughs) women's lives for threatening to come out about her husband having affairs with them. Let's talk about that. Oh my God. Yeah, let's talk about exactly. that. And Renegade Nation, that, that forget about the chick in Venezuela. Who cares? She, she was a beauty pageant winner. Yes. We're talking about serious, serious things world here. World issues. And world issues. And we're and there and the media, the left the drive by media is all pushing down on this Venezuelan chick who nobody cares about. Smoke and mirrors, my man. Smoke How many times I have to tell you that? Smoke focus on mirrors. this because it keeps the focus on Trump being an asshole. And, and yeah, but he is him. our asshole. And yes, he's our exactly. Asshole. He's ours. He's and, ours. And you know what? He's the people's people. He's the people's champion. So all you yeah. Hillary people, go, you know, I don't yourself. think too many Hillary people listen to this show. Anyway. I don't give a damn. Anyway, anyway. we're going to get out of here again. Carl Higby from Fox News. Thank you so yeah, much for being brother, on. Love we, you, man. We love all this. And Carl, hopefully next week or the following week, I'll, I'll be meeting you. A, for the in first two time. For the first time in oh five years. He but, may pass out. We'll make sure to have, uh, <laughs> uh, and he may cough excessively, just so you know, have Carl. One of, have one of those smelling salts for Is, me. Yes. <laughs> 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 okay, Renegade Nation, thank you so much, Carl. Thank you so much for being on. We'll get the show out all over the place. Yes. Carl Higby, Fox News. Sammy, thank you. You bet, my I'm man. I'm Richie, and viva Las Vegas. Vegas.